Oh, Gia's just woken up as well. I just did my hair kind of different today. Oh. I didn't even know Gia was here. I, you're giving me butterfly video, Raya. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, no, I hate her hair in that video. <laughs> I was just thinking I had some mess in that video. <laughs> <laughs> that wig it's is a, a wig, mess right? in that fucking video. Bitch, shut it's the a, fuck up. It's a wig, though, right? I, it, she doesn't look like a mess. That was I mean, that wig is not work. good, boo. It is that not doing it. No. That was reported here in South Carolina. Yes, honey. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Gareth, Nick, and Gia. Today, we've got a really festive episode for you guys. And I really hope you enjoy it because we put a little bit of a working moment into it. So without any further ado, let's just get on into this episode. This is Mariah's Shadiest Moments. And we've curated a list of Mariah's top 10 shadiest moments and uh, we hope we did them justice. You know, Mariah's shade is so iconic. It's one of like the many reasons I fell in love with her as a person, not just an artist. You know, she is shady ass bitch, girl. She is shady ass bitch. She is shade queen, honey. Mariah is the shady bitch. So yes, mama. Yes, honey. She is shade queen. She be throwing shade left and boot. right. Shading bitches. <laughs> okay, so. What do you guys want to talk about? All right. We're going to go into our first shady moments. This is one of my favorite shadiest moments. It's not really Mariah. It's Debrat speaking for Mariah. And I'm referencing the Loverboy remix where uh, Debrat samples the firecracker sample by rapping over the same beat as the firecracker sample. What she says is, hate on me, much as you want to, you can't do what the fuck I do. I It took me a minute to realize that that was shade towards J-Lo. I had to put the Fair. two and two together because for all of you who don't know, in 2001, J-Lo stole Mariah's uh, beat for the original uh, Loverboy that is now on the rarities. Not just that the was, beat, like it was a full-on sample as well, like the melody yeah. and... Yeah, she stole it for her song "I'm Real" for her J Lo album. Yeah, I I I agree. Like it was there, very um, not poignant part of the song, but it is a it's it's a memorable part of the song. Even if we didn't know what we know now, like it would still be there in our minds because the Lamely and fans loved Loverboy. It did quite well in America. That part particularly is very reminiscent to the Jennifer Lopez, well, the sample that Jennifer Lopez stole. I always thought that it was so cool how they used that part as the firecracker moment and put it as the diss. Like, I just thought that, I just think that that's so cool. It gives me all the feels. Yeah, it's It's, very creative. Yeah, it's like artistic shade it's like woven into the song and a lot of lambs don't really catch it so i think it's a really cool cool moment yeah and it kind of gave me um before the lover boy firecracker version came out it kind of gave me an idea of what it might have sounded like back in the day because i remember i used to listen to like fan-made youtubes of firecracker put yeah. over lover boy to see what it would sound like and it was kind of like that moment was in yeah. some of them would have that edited in there as well so yeah i do think that's a great one to start off with but yeah some j-lo shade we you know we might come back around to her later but who knows 
I have a shady moment attached to this uh, this moment as well. When this song came out, back it came out when Napster was really really big. So what I did is I um, I ripped the song "If We" off a of glitter and I changed it to I changed the title of the song to "I'm Real" and then I put it on Napster and I I made thousands and thousands of people download "If We." <laughs> <laughs> That is shady as fuck. I you've told me that before. I'm so glad you told them about it because that is fucking iconic. I was so proud of myself. Okay, so that's like a hardcore lamb mood. And I just I it makes me really wish like I could have been around back in the day when you could like actually fuck with like the you know, the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, manipulate the sale or whatever. I was that was petty as fuck, but I I loved every moment of it. Well, that's a great way to open up, you guys. I love that. Our number nine is the infamous Barbara Walters interview uh, back in 2013, where Barbara was asking Mariah if she was the bitch. She said, "Are you the bitch?" And she was referencing Nicki Minaj because Nicki Minaj had a song called "Hell Yeah," and the lyrics in that song said, "I'm quick to check a bitch." And she was singing, and that song was all about American Idol. So Barbara Walters asked her, are you the bitch? And Mariah said, I didn't know she sang. I thought she rapped. Or whatever. (laughs) Are you the bitch she's singing about? Don't know. Don't know what she's singing. I didn't know she sang. I thought she rapped or whatever. I do like Mariah's ability to act clueless to certain things. And yet she pulls out the shade from nowhere. And in a way, it's deserved because sometimes these people like Nicki Minaj, if that, I don't follow Nicki Minaj, don't know her lyrics, can't even name one of her songs really off the top of my head. But like, I do think if somebody like that is going to come out with a comment, then of course they're going to get this kind of shade because why would Mariah Carey pay attention, especially after the whole American Idol debacle, which we'll probably revisit at some time in the future. I don't think Nicki Minaj is of a particular status to be trying to even reference Mariah Carey, whether it's a good or a bad light. Me as a Mariah fan, and I've been a Mariah fan since the 90s, I don't even know Nicki Minaj's stuff whether she sings I know she does rap but I wouldn't have even known if that if she sang about that do do we know Nicki Minaj guys I kind of know her do you know any of her songs uh Bees in the Trap and Super Bass Anaconda I know a few of the the popular ones Mm. when I first heard about my face I always thought like okay this is this is a, a good moment like when I first heard it rumored and when I heard the song I thought this is a good thing blah 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 and I thought it's it's gonna be great and it's it's decent I get where people come from with their desire for her and her music but I just find her a bit redundant Gia how about you what was the question Gia what like how do I feel about her yeah I mean like like I don't like I, like like Whitney I don't think of her <laughs> like what do I think of her I don't think of her <laughs> but like I don't like what is there really to say but like, you're a yeah, fan of hip-hop I mean like music. Anaconda Anaconda was cute the video was good um I remember Super Bass when I was a kid there were some deeper tracks I used to like when I was younger Pink Print, I remember when that came out. There are some good songs on Pink Print. Uh, But, like, to me, her trying to come for Mariah, 
it's like, honey, Mariah's on a whole nother level. Like, you need to sit the fuck down. But so, GM, you're, yeah. you're a fan of um, hip-hop music. You like your little, like, cute moments like Lato and a couple of others that we mentioned in your... Uh, I mean, but Hot 100 I like playlist, it. which is available. Go listen to it now. Um, that was a good episode. Do you feel like if she hadn't have said that about Mariah, or even if the American Idol uh, hadn't have happened, and they'd have been quite okay after Apart My Face, do you feel you could have been a fan of Nicki Minaj? Well, or that happened before I was a lamb. So I knew about Nicki ah, Minaj yeah. before I became a lamb. Like, her stuff has been out for a very long time. Like, Nicki Minaj didn't just come out you know she's been she's been around for, at this point for a while i wouldn't say she's like a legendary rapper or anything but she's like she's pretty a big name you know like she was out before cardi b and megan the stallion now i feel like she did popularize being like the black girl rapper in this day and age like back when she was the biggest one there could only be one mm-hmm. now there's a ton of them so i don't I don't know what she if if that's her influence or whatever, but to me, like, don't come from Mariah. So that's all I have to feel about that. Did you guys see the the season that Mariah was on of American Idol? Yes. Yeah. There was a lot of beefing going on between them, and it really surprised me because of up on my face. So I kind of assumed that they got along. But there was all this drama all the time with them. There was this one time where Mariah walked off set, and Nikki said. If I had a gun, I'd shoot the bitch. So Mariah walked off set and then made this big, huge deal about it and then ended up just getting all this extra security because of just that right. comment that Nikki said. It was their their beef was really kind of shocking and weird to me. It was very it was I want to say over the top. It was over the top, but maybe Mariah felt it was necessary. I don't know, because I feel like they could have got on. They appeared to get on from what we saw in the About My Face video. So I, when I found out that Mariah was going to be part of American Idol, I thought, okay, then Nikki later on, because that's how it went. I thought, mm, okay, fine. And then there was this big leak of them arguing, and it wasn't very clear in the the legation of how they were arguing you see quickly really decipher it probably was all was... for publicity of course like, yeah i make you was, think that i think it was all for the reality of the show but but i that was a good point because i always thought this seems so manufactured is yeah. this real to me i, I think know. it was for publicity it was definitely 100 percent. there's no way it wasn't it's so obvious that it was but it's just I thought, why would somebody like that that's already worked with Mariah sign up for something like this to be that kind of, what's the word? I don't even know. Like, to be the one that's going to have this beef with her on on camera for views. Because, I mean, American Idol was kind of on its way out at this point, I think, or shortly after, at least. So... Oh, no, it had been on its way out, boo. American Idol had been... Because I remember at, at the height of American Idol, I was watching it, like, I would... I remember the audition episodes were so popular and then the ratings would go down after that. But mm-hmm. after, uh, was it Paula who left first? Ever since Paula left, it, um, it went down. But no, I remember that. After the but second I think season, it went, it went down. When Mariah came on. After the second season, it went down. Like, there's like, you can name like three or four people who really actually made it from 
American Idol. No, like, well, I feel like a, quite a few have made made it, made it. The the biggest ones are Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Fantasia, Jennifer but Fantasia, Hudson. But Fantasia was never that popular. Fantasia made it. I mean, she definitely made it. She's out there singing at all the Aretha tributes. She's she's definitely doing her thing. Jennifer Hudson made it. She definitely did that. Yeah. I think Jordan Sparks made it. Even that one, even Catherine McPhee for a second did her thing. And then um, David Archuleta. There's a few, there's a few people who managed to get a little something, but you're right. Obviously, Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood. Yeah, but I mean, there's nobody but I, massive like that except yeah. for like Kelly Clarkson and Jennifer Hudson right. and Jennifer Carrie Hudson. Underwood. Yeah. But Mariah famously hated her time on American Idol. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of it does, it makes sense that it. a lot of it seems to be manufactured. Yeah, but it, for an artist to be joining somebody like, I don't give a shit about any of the judges, honestly. I mean, I'm in the UK and, and most of the people you just mentioned, I don't even know. I literally just know Jennifer Hudson and Kelly Clarkson, that's it. And so, and from my point of view, if an artist is going to come on as a judge, it needs to be, I mean, how it was with Jennifer Lopez and... Uh, Keith Urban and um, Randy Jackson. That's a complete mix of like genres and musical tastes, probably musical influences. You know, Jennifer Lopez doesn't really sing. Um, Keith Urban plays guitar and sings and Randy Jackson plays the bass. So they have their different areas of expertise. And so to have just somebody come in who was probably a very trendy artist at the time, like Nicki Minaj, to come on and rival someone like Mariah Carey, would you have done that to Jennifer Lopez? That's my questioning. Because if you're going to hire somebody like Mariah Carey, why just hire people to hire somebody else later on just to rival? That's really shitty. And then if you were that person that's being hired, you would have then been briefed. You're going to be the one that's saying this and this. And as you receive your brief, even if it was like a shock moment, like we're just going to give her the brief on the day, like she's signed a contract. Yeah, fair enough. She signed a contract. But then like, I'm not going to do that. I've worked with this woman. I got on with this woman. So a part of me does wonder if there was something going on from the get go about my face that like led to her being so good at arguing with Mariah Carey, because for me, Mariah didn't seem like she was fully invested in arguing with Nikki every single week. Um, Something you're saying is just making me think like, I don't know why they would even have her on there, even if it was just to argue, because like you've got a, such a great singer to judge these other singers. I don't know why it's even necessary to have them. And then like, while you were going off on that, I was like thinking like, I don't know why the fuck they even have these like judges that aren't even singers. But then I was like, wait, was Paula that even great of a singer? Uh, Simon didn't even sing. Randy's the bass player, like you said. And I was like, yeah, they, I obviously, I guess they could judge a good voice, but I don't know. It just seems so whack to me that they even had her on as a judge and especially um, Miss J-Lo because like she's not even a singer. So that season it's like you guys don't even have like a real vocalist as a judge. But I'm going to go off. So I'm that's all I really have to say. The rumor was when Mariah signed the contract to be on American Idol that she was she was going to be the only female judge. And yeah. then they wanted to bring on Nicki Minaj to bring in more ratings. And that really pissed Mariah off. That was the rumor at the time. 
these shows have been going in the UK. I don't know about in the US, but in the UK, these shows have been going since like 2001. We had a show called Pop Stars, which was Nigel Lithgow, which does American Idol. He was also behind Pop Idol, which is before American Idol. That came after uh, the Pop Stars shit. This is all Nigel Lithgow. And then he, Simon Cowell is this huge record company manager or whatever he is he's been behind loads of people but he's also said no to a lot of people that have also become successful after he's said no and i i get where it's coming from because he is now behind these shows too like x factor x factor us he then became behind american idol with nigel lithgow he was like he had a hot seat there he was a huge thing there so he does that you know does know what he's saying he's signed acts and stuff they've gone on to become huge artists i don't know what side of the pond his acts like thrive but definitely over this side i don't know if they've gone on to thrive in the us and that's a bigger market i feel that we need to see people that are of that status and if they're not of that status they need to be a huge star so we've had jerry halliwell we've had um simon cowell and They've had their day in a way, if that makes sense. So I think Mariah Carey being a huge icon, a legend in the US, it makes perfect sense to have someone like her on. But then Jennifer Lopez shouldn't have been on in the first place. Keith Urban is a completely different market. I don't know what he does for country music or or country music sales, but I've listened to a couple of songs since he's been on American Idol and I think he has some nice tunes, but for background listening. But yeah, I I do agree that Jennifer Lopez shouldn't even been a consideration. I think it was just because nobody else was free at the time. She was. Let's get her on. They give her her a fat check and she comes sniffing. Yeah, like I I wouldn't have even had a few of these judges on as judges, in my opinion. Mariah just felt bamboozled is how she's pretty much expressed it. And you can feel it from the screen watching it. She was very sarcastic during that whole filming process. Like, you could tell that she did not want to be there. No, 100%. 100%. Okay, let's go into our number eight, which is, it's a bit of a a rare comment. It's not really, like, widely publicised. But somebody asked Mariah Carey about goals in becoming famous, and she did respond with this. It's so funny that you asked me that question because we were just talking about this exact topic on the plane yesterday. And it's that some people's goal is to be famous, not to have a craft or an art that they're famous for. They just, you know, today it's like you can be famous just from being on a reality. Well, doing, you don't really have to do much. And allegedly, it's about the Kim Kardashian tribe, which have pretty much just become famous for nothing. And Mariah Carey made that comment in 2015. I don't know if you're, you are both fans of these people, but um, I actually find them a complete waste of space. And they're riding off something that happened a million years ago that nobody even cares about anymore. And I feel like Mariah hit the nail on the head with exactly what their existence is. There was another a quote about the Kardashians though too when they when this interviewer asked her so I see that you're living in Calabasas now isn't that don't you have to be a Jenner or a Kardashian to live here and she said I'm just just living here now (laughs) (laughs) no she said she said I don't know who lives here I just know that I'm staying here right now and then she says (laughs) 
And then they said, well, what do you think of the Kardashians and all their fanfare being out there and or something like that? And she was like, so what else is new with you guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I've never I, really heard her talk about the Kardashians ever, really. I think there's been a few likes here and there on Instagram, but it's it's not been a lot. And and to be fair, like she shouldn't really address anything with them because they're not they're not worthy of that because they're not. They're well, not... wait. I think when this comment was made, I think that that was back when they were more famous for nothing. I think ever it's since Kanye, on. I think no, not really anymore. I think that ever since Kanye rebranded them, okay, that's how you feel. I think yeah. ever since Kanye like sort of came in and like rebranded Kim, and they all kind of like started their own businesses or whatever like they have been they did rise to another level and then they started like doing other things and then that doesn't mean that like originally they became famous for nothing but you don't like stay this famous for like doing nothing so I and I do think Mariah sent Kris Jenner her book as well so it was that yeah I don't think that it was directed right at them but if the shoe fits and at the time it did. I do feel like at the at that moment, the Kardashians were just the reality TV show people. They weren't like the high fashion like celebrities, you know. They were celebrities to people in the Midwest, but like to people in Hollywood, they weren't it. You know what I mean? They weren't real celebrities. They were it's... like reality TV celebrities until recently. Like they've just gotten exponentially bigger ever since Kanye changed kim's closet like that's iconic yeah. that's an iconic moment this was around the same time as well that nick cannon was spouting off on radio about moments with i don't know which kardashian he had and then he was also talking about like about when he first got with mariah carey i can't even remember the questions they were like oh what happened on your wedding night or something and he he was said something really vulgar or at least vulgar in terms of mariah carey i i have no time for these people so i do feel that if this was directed at them which i feel it was it was completely deserved and on to number seven is really haven't paid attention to madonna since i was in like seventh or eighth grade and she used to be popular so i didn't <laughs> okay this is this, this is one of the earliest best shades. Yes. I was saying in like our pre-moment, like getting this together, this is like her first, like I'm actually being shady towards someone. And like, it was actually like a diva moment. Mm. Like, cause there have been things in the past that were like a little bit, uh, you know, like a little shady, but like Gareth was saying it was innocent. But this yeah. one to me is like her first, like, oh, oh clap back like that was some shade she threw shade in this moment like for real this was a little bit more directly fired as opposed to yes an open kind of like okay you know this was this is a lot more like directed to the person and in a way it was deserved <laughs> because madonna had said something beforehand so mariah carey yes yeah, should have come back from this because they're a different age at this point they do completely different music and to be fair mariah carey was slaying it at this point madonna was still doing quite well i don't know why madonna needs to put that out there i think she just put it out there for shock value thinking that everyone's gonna like divert in her direction and I don't know how that worked, but the fact that Mariah Carey still said something, they're both out there online. I feel like Mariah Carey is probably a little bit more out there online with this quote. How do you guys feel? What is what is, what is it that Madonna said about Mariah Carey? I can't, 
It was something I vaguely along. remember something like she said, like on she would. The lines of, she like, said that she like myself. hated her voice and she'd rather kill herself than like be Mariah Carey or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And this happened during the Daydream era, right? It was like during a I don't know if it was a press conference or a signing. it was a Daydream press conference in yeah. London in December of 1995. So yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a big deal at that time to be asked that kind of question. But I can't but... I can't um quite help but think like why madonna said that and like if she knew like if mariah was like in sony prison like i don't know like what her motive was for that or if it was like shade towards her voice because mariah could out sing madonna any day so i don't know what that was about at all i I think it was a little bit of a jealousy because at this point and there's interviews where they've asked her, hey, Mariah's coming ahead of you. And Madonna's like, I don't care. When you know that she cared. Because Madonna or uh, Mariah was coming for Madonna's throne. And I think that she was jealous. Coming for her number ones. Yes. Coming for that best-selling female artist of that time. And this was during that point when Mariah was passing her. And she was doing it quick, too. Yeah, very quick. She yeah. got that diamond album with Daydream. Absolutely. But Madonna later pr- started praising Mariah, though. Later on, she did, yeah, but not... Yeah, like, after the rainbow era Like, subtly, like, just accepting that she's still there. It wasn't really praising. But I don't think Mariah needs any of that from her because Madonna's just, like, a fucking shriveled grape and Mariah's thriving. Madonna is messy as fuck, though. Yeah, I was just about to say, have you guys seen Mar- Madonna on TikTok? Oh, my God. She's physically messy and she's a messy person in general (laughs) and she's like always like trying to make out with somebody or like touch somebody or like do something weird like madonna sit the fuck down yeah this bitch is like pushing 70 is she i don't even know how How old is madonna alexa how old is madonna i think she's like 80 madonna is 63 years old She's 63. <laughs> she's like, so she's like 80. I'm not quite sure how to help you with that. <laughs> I don't know. She said stuff about Janet Jackson. And I just feel like she just, if you're really that content with the person that you are, which I feel like Mariah Carey is most of the time, then just don't bother saying anything. If someone's going to ask you something just off the back of nothing, then then you can react like what she's done with the whole Demi Lovato thing, which we'll get to, you know, just, it doesn't need to be such a big drama. So for Madonna to just drop a comment out there, it's really strange. Like maybe she was insecure. Like you said, Gia with the whole like best selling um, or the number ones or whatever. Like it must be something to do with that. And at that point already, Madonna had already made a name for herself and she still carried on doing. So I don't know why she had to be so petty. I don't. I, it had to go back to jealousy because yeah, in two in two thousand or, or shock value, you know, because Madonna's always trying I'm to not. do something. Yeah, you know? but in two in two thousand and five, they both had the biggest records because she had Confessions on a Dance Floor, right? And Mariah had the Manci- the Emancipation, mm-hmm. and that's when I started seeing Madonna start praising Mariah more and saying, "Yeah, I like the album," and not as. I haven't really heard much shade from Madonna lately. Well, she clearly has none because she's a fucking state. <laughs> she's a dinosaur. She's awful. <laughs> Put it down. Put it down. <laughs> Madonna looks crazy. Like, literally, she was, like, showing her titties on TikTok and, like, look, she looked like a fucking fossil. Like, <laughs> She looks like a fucking grandma chipmunk right now. 
She's getting into Amanda Lepore territory with um yes all, all that plastic surgery. Oh my god, Amanda <laughs> Lepore, literally, literally, she literally. is though. Yeah, she literally looks like the cat lady. <laughs> it's crazy as fuck. <laughs> so our number six is Mariah Carey on the Breakfast Club show with uh, Charlemagne the guy, and uh, I don't have the full quotes, but it's shade towards Eminem. So, Miss Cat, do you and Eminem still have issues? Mm-hmm. This is Godiva. Yes, it is. Exactly. Okay. This is one of my most favorite ones. It's like, I love Mariah because she can, like, she's really good at deflecting and really quick on her feet to just turn the question on its head. I love that about her. She's really good at that. I do too. And it was so effortless as well. Like, she, it, like you can see how quickly it was just like, this is Godiva. Like, it was so, I love that about her. It's, she's so smart. This yeah, uh, just, interview, though, was a really weird interview because Mariah is clearly drunk in the interview. But I she love was the being, whole interview. The whole it, interview it was is, so good. She is such a diva. She had lighting come and get set up. This was during the nightmare era too. So you know it was a no, little bit. No, it was during messy. the it was during the um the me I am Mariah. Yeah, but that that was I kind of tie that in with the nightmare era. But that's two different eras. <laughs> I'm just saying they're kind of one and the same to me. It was yeah, it was a little messy too. Yeah. Yeah. She was so diva during that whole entire interview. It it is iconic. I I agree. It's iconic as fuck. I know it's so there, and there's more shade in that interview as well. Like there's this one moment when they're talking about like <laughs> de- delivering splashes at like seven a.m. and then she's like, because they're shading how how they're drinking in the morning, and then yeah. she's like, we don't ha- we don't have the splash discussions. No, like we don't talk about <laughs> that. It, it's so funny. That whole interview is like one of my favorites from her. And she also said that she was up all night in that interview, too. So Mariah was a little bit on edge during that whole interview. That's also the interview with Jay-Z says a lot of things I agree with. Mm -hmm. This wasn't like a Christmas promo interview. This was like Mariah at her messiest kind of interview. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Are you guys ready to move on down? Yes. Okay. So our number five on the list is... Another American Idol shade. And to me, this is the more iconic one. Like, to me, it's a, it's a very iconic shade towards Nicki Minaj as well, like we were saying before. And Nicki and Mariah are bantering back and forth, talking about this girl who just performed a song. And then Nicki butts in over Mariah, says some shit. And then Mariah is saying, okay, well, this girl will cut me off, blah, blah, blah lost in the moment of playing and that's why i cannot wait till we get to do so 2014 thousand songs oh i'm oh no so you uh, must think that i agree with the entire panel okay. in saying again okay. back to the billboard hot 100 number one song which you just performed which is difficult to get not everybody has that <laughs> to their credit to your credit you did a great job so Thank keep you. on singing and she's shading nikki because she doesn't have a number one at this point, she didn't have a number one. I think she has, like, one now with Doja. Um, yeah. Right. But at that point, she had no number ones. And Mariah was the queen, obviously, with her 18. So. I do remember when Nikki got her number one. I think it was last year or the year before. 
these two years have just blended together to me. But oh, I remember, I remember when Nikki got that number one, this clip was floating around everywhere on the internet and the barbs were just going in on the lambs for it. Yeah, but that's her first number one against Mariah's 18. Like, bye. And it took her like 10 more years to get that number one. We're going to have the barbs coming for us. It, well, Who cares? <laughs> They can come for us because I'm not worried about them. So they'll be ignored. Damn, you're the shadiest one in the comments. <laughs> I I just feel at at this point with the whole Mariah Nikki thing, Nikki doesn't stand a chance. Nikki doesn't have any relevancy. She doesn't have any leg to stand on. There's nothing. I mean, I would say she's probably more relevant right now than Mariah. Well, I don't know. Sure. I, I I think in terms of American Idol, really, like... Oh, it, not American Idol, it but yeah. for, like, a different age range, of course. So if you're going to say that, then Mariah has just as much room to be there as Nikki does as well. I know you're not saying she doesn't, but, like, if they're going to play them no, off... No, I don't think Nikki should have been a judge on American no, Idol. No, me neither. It's, it's just so unfair. It's so unfair. Like, they should have just had either Nikki or Mariah and left it alone. I agree. Like Nikki's been quiet for a hot minute. Like, like I, to be honest, like she can stay there. <laughs> yeah, but but she, I, I'm saying Nikki's more popular than Mariah right now, and that's just what it is. Like but she's at, more at the time. She's more. The she's more relevant. I'm saying right now. Not like right now as we sit here talking. Definitely. Yes, not. right no. now as we sit here talking. She's not releasing records. She's not relevant right now, I don't think. But neither is Mariah. But Mariah's still popping up here and there at Christmas and on, at McDonald's and on. Yeah, but Nikki has the, her the things news. going on too. But, but what I'm yeah. saying is. But what is that? She has she's a song got her on radio the radio right station. Now. Does she? What is yeah. she? Yeah. She has a song Eric, on the radio you're just right saying now. this because you're a lamb. Like, but but what is that? Because I don't think it's over here. It's not doing really well. I think it dropped exactly. 50 places. It was at number 30 the week before, but then it dropped to like number 84 this week. I think it's a feature though. I don't I don't follow Nikki like that. I don't really have many negative... I just, it's like Gia said earlier, I really don't think of Nikki. I don't, I don't think of her, no. I don't really but think what, of her. But her thing charted, right? Mariah didn't even get on the chart. But this was so a feature, though, too. But but if okay, you put but it, same thing. If you Mariah it, featured on Lotto, and she didn't even she didn't even show up on the chart, right? Yeah, but Mariah's number three, and Nikki is at number but eighty-four. She, no, right Mariah's now. not number three. Lotto's number three. Yeah, I know, but aren't they changing it next week? Are they? They haven't yet. I don't know. We'll wait and see. But I I think from my point of view in the UK, like Nikki's not a big deal, not anymore. The gays love her though. I definitely think she had her moment. Like it's, I think. I think she's done. Her biggest thing has passed for sure. I think she's had her biggest. I don't. I don't think she's done. I don't think she's done. I definitely don't think she's done. Right now, she's more current than Mariah. One hundred percent. I don't know. I definitely don't think she's done. I, I think you're really underestimating oh. Nicki Minaj's power. Like, I don't think she has Nicki any Min- power. <laughs> she's also like a meme queen. Like she she really caters to the teenagers. So teenagers really love Nicki Minaj. More teenagers know who Nicki Minaj is than Mariah Carey. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's certain things, I don't know, if you sang something, like a line, I'd probably be like, oh, okay, yeah, I've heard that. Of course I would. But, like, there's nothing really... She's of a particular moment, and that's it. And that moment's gone. And, like, I don't even know what she has to offer. She's not as timeless as as Lil' Kim. 
She's clearly taken something from Lil' Kim, but she catered to an auto-tuned moment, which has now disappeared. Like, I, so I kind of disagree with you because she is way bigger than Lil' Kim. And I yeah, she's bigger some, than Lil' Kim, I, definitely. I love me some Lil' Kim, but I think, but Lil' Kim is, is just like Madonna, and she's doing the Amanda Lepore thing, and she's releasing yes. really, <laughs> like, mediocre music. Lil' Kim is done. I, I, I can, oh, of course. As much, as much as I would love Lil' Kim to come back and have a make uh, comeback, because, again, I love Lil' Kim, and I wish more of the youth knew more about Lil' Kim, because she was the original Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And better. But she just fell to the wayside and Nikki just took over. I, but I feel that Nikki's, Nikki will always be around. I, d- I, d- I feel like Nick, Nikki Minaj is so throwaway. I don't think that at all. I don't think she's throwaway at all. I, I think she's iconic. I feel like, I, but I feel like that's your opinion though. And that's like not the reality of what's going yeah. on. The reality yeah. is, is she's bigger than Mariah. As much as I don't listen to Nikki or give her the time of day, I can recognize that she is iconic. I can I can openly admit that she is iconic. Great. So let's move on then to the next one. <laughs> 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 All right. So on to number four then. It was a hard one for us, so we lumped these ones together. Sorry if you're mad, but it's a tie between Stop Singing My Part Now, Baby, Somebody's Doing the Wrong Note, and the side eye that she gives Marianne during the Butterfly live performance of David Letterman, which may or may not be an actual side eye directed at her, but it is edited and looks funny and shady. So there we go. Stop Singing My Part Now, Baby is probably... One of the most known. If you're a lamb, you know this. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's one of those that everybody knows. It is iconic Mariah singing shade. Oh, yeah. And I saw her. I saw this actually happen in the moment. Like, I, I think I explained this on the Big Lotto episode, but I was like a kid in middle school. I think I was like in seventh grader or something. And... Touch My Body was the first single I ever bought ever on iTunes. And I remember on my way to school before school, like as my parents were getting ready, Good Morning America was on and that performance happened. So pretty iconic. Is this one of your earliest memories of Mariah? Definitely one of them. Yes. That's an iconic one to have. Yes, it's definitely one of my first memories of her. This was during the E Equals era, right? Yeah. Yes, this is the E equals. Yeah, kicking it off, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember this was everywhere. And I I think I mentioned in our episode with Cameron, like in the UK, like from the 90s onwards, like you couldn't get everything available to you, even from the 2000s. So I had to go searching for everything on YouTube um, to try and find all these little bits from Mariah, even from back in the day that people had uploaded. So this was kind of more in real time um, for me because I think what YouTube came about in what, 2005, 2006? I might be wrong with which year, but like it was one of those. So this was after... What year was, what year was the Janet Nipplegate? 2004. That's, yeah, when, that's when YouTube happened. Oh, okay. So I didn't really witness um, the emancipation um for um on youtube i just witnessed what we had over here and what was leaked not leaked but what was uh, shown over here from the us 
So um, because they did really celebrate Mariah during that time. So I felt that this um, equals MC squared moment was the first time I saw it from the US in real time. So anything that she did in the US, um, we were still seeing. Obviously, whatever was in the UK, we saw over here on the TV. But like, this was a bit of an iconic moment. I remember watching it for the first time and thinking, oh, and it wasn't that long after it happened that I saw it on YouTube because obviously this went everywhere. And I was just like, this is quite bad. Like, it's so obvious that she's not singing it 100% live because it's definitely not a backing singer singing that part. It's it's something that skipped or whatever happened. It's definitely her vocals that came in. Oh, yeah. Do you think she was trying to pass it off as Shade to a background singer? Or 100%. was it Shade? Or was it shade 100. to the sound engineers? But it was, or was it shade to the sound engineers? Like, or was it a mix of both? Like, I'm pretending like this is the background singer, like stop singing my part now, baby, but I'm really shading the sound engineers. Like, what the fuck is what are you doing? Like I, I think she was just trying to save face for live TV and the audience that it came up and you know, because when you're in the audience, of course, people are gonna like feel shitty that you're not singing live so the fact that your vocals have come in before you've actually started or before they should have or whatever the case might be it's gonna then be a huge thing like for audiences and then it's gonna leak into the papers and blah 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 blah. but she had to try and save face a little bit and blame it on somebody obviously no one can see the sound technician so it had to be a background singer because they're supposed to be matched to your background vocals so yeah i i think it's a bit of all of the above to be fair to be fair gia but didn't she turn around and literally point at the background singers when she said it she did but it's her vocal no but behind the background singers is where the sound engineer was too I was always right. under the assumption that it was towards the background singer. No, and in the beginning of that performance, she's like so many things because the oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah comes in way too early. Remember? Yes. There's yeah, that because that, that yes. the sound was fucked that whole performance. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning. And she she did all right throughout it, and <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I love that perform. That performance is so fucking funny, dude. Oh my god! I was supposed to go to that concert, and I backed out in the last minute. And I'm so <gasps> upset with myself. <laughs> I was moving. I was coming down. Um, I'd have dropped my fucking boxes and headed over there. Like, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> fucking hell! I come back to this. I was in between jobs and I was going, I was coming back from New York to South Carolina to start my new job. And then, well, it wasn't my new job. It was just. You were being responsible. And I'm so mad at myself for that. Yeah. Imagine if you'd have witnessed Stop Singing My Part Now Baby, like in the flesh. Mm. I got another GMA performance, but I'll talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> I think she looked fantastic. It, it could have been a bit more polished, but I feel like it was, there were still live moments and it, it was saved by that because, you know, there's been a lot of ridicule over the years with it. Sometimes she doesn't always sing live, so. Well, it's still around today. No, she, she came in, she came in at the end and she sang that. Right, yeah. She was like, fuck, I got to sing this live. Yeah, but I think that, that, would have been in place anyway for her to sing parts live. You know, it would have been agreed from the beginning. Like, oh, you're no way. Live she was live. planning. She was planning on lipping the fuck out of that climax, and the sound <laughs> fucked up. So she was like, "Fuck, I gotta sing this." And so, so she did that. But it wasn't the climax that was fucked up in the beginning. It was the first verse and the oh yeah. Yeah, but then, but then the touch my body. 
oh yeah comes on <laughs> the, and that's when she says stop singing my part, oh, and, part and, she, yeah, yeah. and then she's like fuck i actually have to sing it now but she still does and it's still all right you know no it's amazing it's great that's why but no you know she was gonna lift that climax and then because she does it on other ones and then she actually comes through and sings it but even when she sings stop singing my part now baby her voice sounds pretty damn good no it sounds great (laughs) it does sound great when we got the emancipation everything was so well done and it's it's a bit of a shame that this happened for the next record but i feel like it was safe and it was it was turned into an iconic moment even even if it's a little bit of a slightly negative approach to remembering it mariah jinxed that era by saying E equals was going to be the dessert to the emancipation of Mimi. <laughs> but she said that herself as well. And I think I think when people do this, like, oh, it's my best record yet, which she'd also said on T4 um, in the UK with Steve Jones, she'd also said that it was the dessert to the dinner or something or whatever. The fra- I can't remember what the quote was, that emancipation of Mimi, it was the, like, dessert to that. And it's just like, just just come out with like a brand new record and just approach it like a brand new record you know and that will be it because it did quite well over here in the uk like it had her best first week sales that she's ever had in the uk here it did really well over here too it was just i i i call it the nick cannon era because like right when e equals came out like nick cannon jumped in the picture like literally at the same time so it was all really quick and then mariah just started acting different and she didn't promote e equals a lot so we don't have a lot of promotional footage from e equals but we do have this one i feel that and forgive me if i'm wrong i feel like she did a lot over here though I think I feel like she was everywhere. She had record signings here at HMV, Selfridges. So there was a lot going on over here. I don't know if you guys got as much as that, but I would have assumed at that time you would have got more. She was everywhere right in the beginning. We got all the like promotional push for the album and everything, like yeah. SNL and all those more Good Morning America, where this clip comes from. Yes, I'm but- telling you, that was the first single I ever bought on iTunes. And I, I'm surprised I didn't get like super deep into Mariah earlier. But back then, it really was about the single. Yeah, I'm surprised. But then as well. she just faded, she faded off in the middle of all of it. She was all like about Nick Cannon and it was it was so weird. And then she just did the typical Mariah thing and just stopped talking about the album or doing anything for it. Somebody's doing the wrong note was for the SNL rehearsal, right? For Vanishing. Yes, the SNL rehearsal, which is probably her best performance of Vanishing. It's uh, iconic. And Vanishing is my favorite Mariah song tied with Fourth of July. But that's here or near, near or there. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here nor there. But um, this was like her like first like cute little shady moment ever. Right. One of them. Yeah. It's so iconic. Like it's so fucking cute. And it's, it's cute as fuck. <laughs> it's cute as fuck. And it's so innocent too. We had to mention it. Somebody's doing the wrong note. <laughs> and it's, per- it's perfect. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, so our number three is the Christina Aguilera and Mariah Carey clapback. Never cool to me, to the point that one time we were at a party and I think she got really drunk and she had just really derogatory things to say to me. But it was at that time that she had that breakdown, so she might have been very medicated. That was in like 2005, 2006, about 
a past incident, which we believe was the Emancipation of Mimi album launch. So allegedly Mariah is saying that Christina showed up to her house drunk, uninvited? Well, no, I don't think it was her house. I think it was just at the party, uninvited. Because she said that Dina used the story about her and said that about Mariah. So I think she did imply that she was drunk. There's not really anything here apart from displayed questionable behavior. I had hoped that Christina was in a better place now than the last time I saw her when she showed up uninvited at one of my parties and displayed questionable behavior. It is sad yet predictable that she would use my name at this time to reinvent past incidents for her promotional gain. It is in my heart to forgive and I will keep her in my prayers. Yes, to me, what I got from that is what Christina said was actually about herself. That's what I, that's what I took away from that. I've been hearing a lot of negative things about Christina Aguilera lately. I listened to a podcast the other day. I think it's called The White Blinds. And they went through all this alleged crazy shit that Christina Aguilera has gone through in her career. I never knew this shit about Christina Aguilera. And they were saying that she's like, everybody knows about her. And she has a really negative um, effect on people in Hollywood. Nobody likes her and all this. It what did she do? What did she do? They were saying that she was basically like a swinger and that her husband was a cuck. It's crazy shit. So she would like bring men home and make her husband watch her fuck them and wouldn't let him join in. Stuff like that. And that she was in and out of rehab three or four times, that she was a really bad alcoholic. All this was alleged, but they went through each year of it. It was insane, all the stuff I heard. That doesn't surprise me. In the well, I'll, I'll keep her in my prayers, so. <laughs> Do you not love Christina? I love Christina. I love her voice. Her stripped album is one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh, it's amazing. It's, pre- it's pretty good, yeah. It's amazing it's her butterfly it's pretty good it is but like i don't know like she's she's always had these things especially on the back to basics album where she said something about there was a line in one of her songs it could have even been stripped where something about um casual sex and stuff and fine yeah do you like but if you're gonna get married i think you have to agree to on your your um boundaries so, I don't know, none of this surprises me. The fact that, especially when they got divorced, like, what, like, five years after? Like, it really doesn't surprise me. I was shocked. I never knew any of this stuff about Christina. If it is true, that's that boggles my brain. I mean, she certainly has the type. She does like to go for the average Joe, based on the people she's been with. But, in a way, it's kind of... When you hear stuff like that, or you listen to the lyrics that she's got, especially looking how she's looked in the past, probably not so much now because she's hideous, but like she, it's like she boxes them a little bit because they are average Joes. And it's, I don't know, it doesn't mm. surprise me that she's like that. Like Gia said, we'll just keep her in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, she's just, I don't know, like she's just, she's very forthcoming with certain things and she's very strong with some of the stuff she wants to put out, but then. I don't know why she would wait. If it, if this was right after the breakdown, why? Like, when was this actually happening? Was this was this the Emancipation of Mimi album launch? Was this the Charm Bracelet album launch? When actually did this happen? Like, it came out in two thousand five, two thousand six, but like, 
originally when did it actually happen like and why do we need to be bringing it up several years later when mariah is having a an emancipation of mimi moment like i just don't see the point like celebrate it don't just be a fucking bitch about it i love christina she's one of my queens i'm sorry i love oh, really her. yeah if even if she is <laughs> even if she is a hoe i still love her no i applaud her for certain parts of like her sexuality i do but like i don't know there's there's if you're if your partner's like willing to do something like that then fine but the fact that their marriage didn't last kind of says it all really so let's move on to the next one. Our number our number two is fucking iconic. And it's Mariah Carey on the Andy Cohen show. And he asks her to say three nice things about Eminem. Mariah Carey, <laughs> say three nice things about Eminem. <laughs> they come in a package that you can carry wherever you go. peanut and you can have the regular kind very good oh my god i love it and then andy is like yes absolutely and as soon as she finishes she kind of like whips her hair a little bit and she's like bitch i fucking said that like yes i did i was that shady i absolutely came up with that on the top of my head and it's fucking it's a masterpiece like that was masterful shade that should be that like that should be in the book of like best shades ever yeah she came up with that on the fly (laughs) it was iconic she had a lot of good moments on that show though a lot of good shady moments she really did and especially like anytime she has a shade m&m she really comes up with some good stuff and she's quick about it yeah super off the fly super off the fly but we've also got some other m&m moments in this number two as well that we categorize them together because she was on a funny or die episode i think it was with billy like that guy from billy on the street i forget his name um billy eichner billy eichner and he asked her have you ever made a song about m&ms and she said it's in her really raspy voice her nightmare era rasp she was like it's just not deep enough subject matter for me Okay, so obviously the song Clown is a huge moment when she responded to Eminem when he was saying all these things about her that apparently didn't happen, etc, etc. But when you listen to the song, it does explain a bit of a story and you're like, yeah, okay, okay, it's nice. It doesn't really go anywhere. But there is this moment, which I didn't realise until roughly about, what, six or seven years, possibly ten years after the song came out in 2002 on the album Charm Bracelet, where she's doing the ad-libs over the chorus after it keeps repeating, she says, tell me who's going to love you, who I'd like to know. If you didn't have nothing, who'd still be there? Nobody. There ain't nobody, baby. Bullies in the schoolyard. When they fall, they fall hard. Yeah, so you better think twice, better play nice, because who's going to be there when the joke's on you? A marionette show. Who's making you move, though? I know what kills you slow. I'm going to keep your little secret, though. And you know that I know you're no superhero. I guess your mama never told you that what goes around comes back around. It surprises me that you did not know these lyrics. <laughs> For a long time. They're in the liner notes of the lyrics. They it's are. One of my, it's one of my favorite parts of the song. And Gia, you didn't know it either. I didn't know one specific word, bitch, okay? I knew, well, wh- I got the line about you're no superhero. 
But what was the, I, the line, bitch, that you didn't know? <laughs> the only, the, I didn't know she said the word marionette. Because, like, it was, it was really whispery. So, like, I couldn't, I couldn't make that out. But I got the general gist of it. Like, I got most of everything else except that word. Yeah, I got most of it apart from the bullies in the schoolyard onwards, including the marionette show, all the way up until, like, the little secret. I didn't really hear that either. And then she goes into... No, I knew that she was going to keep his little secret, though. And you know that I know you're no superhero. I that, that instant. I got that instantly. I was like, oh, okay. Come on, Superman. Because she's clapping back to the Superman song. Yeah, yeah that was allegedly, allegedly, she was supposed to be on that song, and she recorded vocals for that song. Oh, I've never heard that. Oh, yes. Eminem's um, a background singer came out and talked about it. Hmm. She was supposed to be... She was supposed to be on that song. And he mentions her in that song. He mentions her several times. There's a lot. Yeah, he mentions her on uh, Superman, Bagpipes from Baghdad, The Warning, so many songs. But the they kind of came, I think Superhero came before Clown, am I right? Or did it come after? It came after. before, because that's why she said you're no superhero. Oh yeah, before yeah, but, yeah, but they were their nicknames as well. She called him Superman and he called her Mary Poppins and stuff. And no, then... she calls herself, she's like, I'm Mary Poppins, B. Yeah, but I think it became a thing between the two of them where he called her that and she called her Superman. And then he re- started releasing like slurs and then in Bagpipe back from Baghdad's, it goes, I think it's mainly aimed towards Nick Cannon, but it's it references her occasionally. And then Obsessed came out afterwards. Which then that the was a direct followed. hit. Yeah, that was a direct hit and kill for Eminem. Yes, obsessed. Like, yes, that's the line. You're a mum and pup. I'm a corporation. I'm the press conference. You're a conversation. That I think throughout the whole song, even though the song is again like in her terms of songwriting, very descriptive, very storytelling, very well written. But it's those particular lines that's like a dagger to the back. Like, yeah, fuck you, because you say these things, but no one's paid any attention. But in a way, they kind of were. They were coming to her with it. But then I felt even here, all the way over here in the UK, where she's not as big as she, what she is in the US, like, I felt like everybody kind of went with her a little bit. That beef was huge when I was in middle school. That was, like, the, the beef was bigger than the song. Oh, right, definitely. Yeah. And the fact she dressed up as him in the music video just added fuel to the fire, because... Oh, it was huge. It yeah. was everywhere. It was iconic. It was so iconic. So fucking iconic. And I don't get how this wasn't her 19th number one at that point. What number was it? Three years? Eight? I don't know. I don't know. It was like seven or something or seven times platinum. I might be wrong. I'm sure it's seven times platinum. It's done really well, but it's not done as well to become a US number one, you know? It's still so big, though. Like, I remember when it was out, it was everywhere. Yeah, it was. It was. It, and it and it stuck around too. It wasn't like a a quick single. It was around for months, a yeah. long time. And it had its resurgence in what 2019 or something with the whole TikTok thing. Like everybody, twenty. Was... I think it was 2020, or maybe it it's was one of her most song. No, I think it was now. 2019. I don't know. Huge. All right, and this leads us to our number one. I bet you can't guess what this <laughs> is. It's one of the little known Mariah Shades. If you're a lamb, you'll know it, but it's not that big. 
No, I, I don't even know what it is, honestly. It was hard to find a clip of it on the internet. Yeah, it's pretty obscure, and I'm not sure if anyone's going to know. Well, it's it's I don't know her. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love Beyonce. Beyonce is fantastic. Ich liebe Beyonce. Beyonce ist fantastisch. Sie komponiert gute Songs und ist eine exzellente Sängerin. Außerdem ist sie eine sehr süße Person. Und was ist mit J-Lo? Die kenne ich nicht. Obviously we're joking. This is Mariah's most iconic, meme-worthy slogan of all time. I think it was the original meme, honestly. It was. Yeah. And it happened from uh, Entertainment Tonight, uh, German Entertainment Tonight, where they were asking Mariah about female artists. And she starts by praising Beyonce. And then they ask her, what do you think about J-Lo? And Mariah just immediately says and shakes her head, I don't know her. But it's that fucking smile and that head nod right after. And then yes. the, the German people speaking over it. Beyonce is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And then when she's like, I don't know her, the person's like, Dekonicknicked. And it's just like, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And she, like, and she gives that look that's saying, Bitch, I just told you I didn't know her. Why <laughs> you keep pressing me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's it move on. So, it's, so, it's very jailhouse. Like, oh, yeah. And that wasn't a good enough answer for you. Like, any more questions? It was yeah. a, if looks could kill kind of look. Like, what? <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And her hair is perfect. And it was on the set of the, uh, the that song I don't like. Uh, I forget. Bring it on the heartbreak. Yeah, I don't know what that song is, but. Yeah. Bring it on the heartbreak. Yeah. If there's yeah, it was yeah. So this is her her biggest shadiest moment in my opinion. And do we even think she was actually trying to be shady? I don't. Honestly, I don't think she was. But I I think it was just genuinely a natural reaction that lets you read her body. You could tell what she was thinking just through her body language. Yeah, so, and I, you can you can kind of hear the 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 English interviewer see because this clip is very hard to hear because Mariah and the English interviewer they're both being talked over by the German people because like this is like a German thing I think so you can hear him being like and what about J-Lo like he he knew something was already like that he knew there was tea there he didn't ask like what do you think about J-Lo how do you feel about her he said and what about J-Lo like he was like it kind of sounded like you have to give a statement on her. Yeah. It was a really slick, kind of shady jab that he put in there. And I think that her natural reaction is what became most iconic from it. Because it was just like, I can't believe you just asked me this. I don't know her, basically. I, j I, don't, I don't know, know her. her. I don't yeah. know her. I don't feel like it was intentionally a jibe at JLo. I think it was just because they 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 very cleverly asked her about who do you like, who do you like, and then as this was asked, obviously she's thinking, oh yeah, you know, like Beyonce, blah blah blah. Like so, as soon as they then put JLo out there, she's like, there's a little bit of a stun moment in her without looking too shocked, and she's just like, I don't know her, and she shakes it. It does look uncomfortable. I don't feel like it was a a, a deliberate. Uh, jibe at JLo, but more of a diversion. Yes, exactly. That you you explained it perfectly. It, the shocked look. It was like more yeah. of a shocking, like 
Well, and after the success of like everybody responding, I think she's just gone with it. And I, I do feel it comes from a pure part of her where she's like, I don't know her. And she has actually admitted later on that she's met her, but more like, hi, how are you? Okay, move on. Hello. It's been more of a greeting moment and then you move on to the next. It's not been a like, hi, how are you? What are your musical influences? Blah, blah, blah. Let's work on something together, etc., etc. Like she... Um, not she's not actually said it specifically to quote about Whitney, but you know the vibe you get from when she's explained about meeting Whitney and sitting down with Whitney. She, you don't get that from how she's explained her very brief um, uh, meetings with Jennifer Lopez. So I do. Well, and the the meetings and shit that she had with Whitney. Whitney didn't like steal her fucking song in the past. True. You know, like there wasn't all of like the the drama. You know, like. This girl actually was like a part of Mariah's fucking downfall for a moment. Like yeah. there's there's trauma there, you know? As, there's like yeah, there's something this woman was a part of the plot, you know? Exactly. You can see it in her face kind of it, it, that's perfect way to say that the trauma you can kind of see that in her face when he mentioned JLo. it's almost like a traumatized kind of look on her face right. they're just so like much... deer in the headlights almost yeah, yeah. Just, in her head she doesn't want jennifer lopez to exist but when she i'm sure people don't talk to her about jennifer lopez so when somebody brings up jennifer lopez to her it just kind of caught her off guard well i'm sure jennifer only jennifer lopez only exists to her to be her downfall to be her copy to be like to ride off of her success at sony you know so Jennifer lopez is what prompted mariah to get so crazy about people thinking that they're out to get her jennifer lopez started that for mariah exactly i think this is a good segue into the i don't know the woman really well, yeah. also, and into if I had the luxury of not actually having to sing my own songs, I'd do that too. And also, there was the Larry King show where she said about my whole the- thing is singing, writing songs. Her thing is something different. I'm not sure how that would sound. A female entertainer whom I don't know, I still don't know her. I don't know her either. I'm forgetful. Um, and then, yeah, so. If you this, think about it, have you ever heard Mariah Carey say the words Jennifer Lopez? She always refers to Jennifer Lopez as her. I've never heard Mariah say J-Lo or Jennifer Lopez. She no. completely dismisses her, which makes it even more iconic to me. Yeah, even years later, she still dismisses her. But it, it it's still so, like, I'm sure to her, all she represents is lover boy you know yeah i don't i think it's more than that because if you look at mariah carey's image at the turn of the millennium and you look at jennifer lopez's image at the turn of the millennium they're, they're both very similar even though could look completely different but there is a similar thing about the way that they look there's this sun-kissed element to them relaxed like Hollywood moment. Jennifer Lopez had been in a few films and a couple of music videos. She wasn't a huge star. It was almost as if they were trying to recreate some kind of like reprint of what Mariah Carey was. But Mariah... but that's exactly what happened. Because that's what yeah. I'm saying. Tommy, Tommy Matola created Jennifer Lopez and the image of Mariah Carey. Exactly. 
Because she didn't look like he that cre- in any of her movies before this. He created Jennifer Lopez as a singing star. And he modeled her around Mariah's image out of spite. Yeah, exactly. And to to get back at her and to to come for her number ones and to fuck with her. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you don't sing your own songs, it's not going to happen, darling. <laughs> Well, I mean, but, it definitely worked for a little bit. Like, it, like this shit really did tra- traumatize her. She doesn't even speak about her as, like, she, like you said, Nick, she doesn't even refer to her as Jennifer. Like, you know. Any of, any of her names. like, Yeah, exactly. For real, like, Lambs. Lambs, if you have a clip of Mariah saying the words Jennifer Lopez, please send it to us. Because be now that I think of it, I've never heard her say her name. Yeah, exactly. Ha- imagine you're this person and then you're this successful singer and then somebody is like being formed in your image at, like as you. Like that's got to be fucking scary, right? Like that, that's got to be crazy. I mean, it I depends. can't even imagine. It depends. And now like- that I think about it, it, it makes sense why Mariah is so paranoid about right. everything in artists. And real artists and real singers. Right. And even, even like, the comparisons between her and Ariana Grande, even. Yeah. But if you look at somebody like Britney Spears at the turn of the millennium, Britney Spears was having Christina Aguilera, she was having Jessica Simpson and Mandy Moore and Pian, Pian, Pian. All these people. She was what, Gareth? She was having? There are all these people that were popping up, like, as a replica of her. So, Christina Oh, of Britney? Yes. So, um... Britney had Christina Aguilera pop up. She had Jessica Simpson pop up. She had Mandy Moore pop up. I'm sure there's more that I could na- name, but off the top of my head, they were the, the big four that were sent out to, like, rival each other. And really only two became successful. But then if you're Mariah Carey at this point in your career, like for Britney, I'm sure it wasn't a huge thing because it was the beginning, whatever. She knew some of these people. But Mariah Carey, you know, you've had such a successful decade all of a sudden, this person who's been in a couple of movies, probably she didn't even know her in these movies. Hardly anyone knew her at this point anyway. And Jennifer Lopez was, what, 29, I think, when she released her first single? She turned up at the, um, was it the Oscars or whatever it was, in 1998 and awarded that um, award to the composer of When You Believe. And there shows... Stephen Schwartz. Stephen Schwartz. It shows um, Whitney and Mariah in the audience looking really confused. And still, she looked very similar then to what she looked like in the beginning. So she probably already got a record deal then. So from the get-go, she was already being like targeted like as something that's probably not the new Mariah, but let's push her in that direction and see how the people go. No, it... Tommy did this deliberately. Oh, definitely. But I don't think it was wholehearted. Because she could let's face it, he couldn't he can't market someone like that like he can market Mariah Carey. He definitely did. And he he did it with Je- uh, Jessica Simpson, too. Yeah, money-wise, he could do it with Jennifer Lopez, but she's not got the goods to back it up. Jessica Simpson, in a way, yeah, the first two songs, great, but, like, after that, she just fell off the edge of the earth. I, guess I, just, came... I guess I just don't really see her point, is what I'm saying. Like, I, I know she doesn't have the voice of Mariah. I know that. Yeah, so but the, like... what I'm trying to say is the money can go into it, and yes, you can see it form in front of you if you're Mariah, but then it has no legs. 
yeah, but they they stole her shit and got her yeah. number ones and made her successful. Like they, you can make you can make a star out of someone who has no talent. Like you absolutely can, and that oh, they did with J Lo. Yeah, like J Lo is huge. J Lo is still relevant and big, and I don't yeah. know why, but she is. And they did that. I don't agree with it, and. I, I don't understand it. No, I, I kind of do get where, they, where they're coming from with it. I just don't know why they, why they needed to go to such lengths to achieve the same success or similar success when it wasn't going to happen because they didn't have the full goods to back it up, the voice. And Mariah, as we we all know here, that she's always been ahead of the curve in terms of like merging pop and R&B and hip hop. And she's made a huge thing out of that. Even Tony Braxton said that Mariah Carey pioneered R&B and hip hop and made it a thing. Like, But I don't think it was about the music is what I mean. Of course, but then it's not, it, it was mainly the image, but then you don't have the goods to back it up because she didn't have any authenticity about her really like i don't find any authenticity in jello's music at all she has really good producers she has some really good backing singers all she does is go in and sing some verses that someone's written for her and that's about it she might not even sing them properly and i don't even think she sings exactly. them yeah it's yeah. not even it's not even her singing it's not even her voice yeah and brandy like brandy and christina million yeah and ashanti like jennifer lopez is I I, I, uh, I don't I, know why she is so big and so successful. It's really I don't know crazy how she gets away me. with it. That's what I don't understand. Uh, to me, I'm just waiting for her to get like called out like Tyra Banks, you know? Like I'm just waiting for all the receipts to be aired out because she there did are, Mariah the- she did Mariah so dirty and she she's not ever once talked about it. Like I want to hear her fucking side of the story. She yeah, had same. To, Yeah. Like, you're too fucking quiet for me. Exactly. That's the problem, Gia. She just acts like it never happened. Because people She acts on... like it never fucking happened and yes. never had her voice isn't on any, any of the songs. She... Bitch, you're too None fucking quiet. Why? But people on YouTube... People on YouTube call her out, and it's out there. But she and how are you saying... How are you about to say Mariah's forgetful? Bitch, she never forgot what you did to that song. Don't ever call her forgetful. Like, you know she's not forgetful, bitch. She, she fucking... Okay. Yeah. And what... I do want to add this, too. It's, like, People... literally the opposite of I'm forgetful. Like, Mariah is petty, and she remembers. She's holding a grudge that's not forgetful. And let's A not lot of forget. people don't realize... A lot of people don't realize that that song, that 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 sample from that song that J-Lo stole from Mariah went on to be the biggest single of 2001. I can't even imagine how Mariah felt. And let's not forget as well, this wasn't the first time this happened. She'd done it to Shantae Moore. Shantae Moore had a song in 1999 called If I Got Your Love or something, or If I Gave You Love. And, yeah, if I gave if I gave you love, and it sounded exactly the same as if I had your love, and apparently if you, ha- if you had my love, whatever yep. it's called, yeah, her and first it was, single, and it was it was then well, it wasn't Shantae Moore's first single, but it was Jennifer no, it was Lopez. J-Lo's first. Yeah. No, it was J-Lo's right first. Door. It was J-Lo's first single. And it was, right out the door, right out the door, like, she was stealing shit from people. Rodney Jerkins and Pete Diddy talked in the background, like, "I need this, I need this," and then I don't know. I'm guessing Tommy Mottola 
got involved somewhere down the line with money and then eventually Jennifer Lopez releases something that's really more polished and um, catchy. It's it's not, the Shantae Moore song is nice. It's nothing like the Jennifer Lopez song, but it is very much similar in the chorus and it's just really shitty. And the vocal- I've heard, I've heard the song. It sounds so similar. The vocal so production. Similar. I'm pretty sure the same. They've got the same background singers as well. Like oh ridiculous. yeah, and I'm sure they probably kept some of Shantae Shantae Moore's Possibly. vocals on it. Possibly. I'm sure they did because I've heard many, many, many times of J Lo getting like the demo track and then her just keeping the 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 vocal samples on there and uh. then just like adding whatever or like getting someone else to sing on it. Yeah. There's a whole video out there, and it's on, uh, I think, a YouTube channel called Black Femininity TV, and they have a whole documentary of every single thing that J-Lo has stolen from other artists. And I love, I love Black Femininity TV. So do I. But you know what gets me off the back of this? Like, Mariah Carey started her career in 1990, and she was winning awards and stuff. She won an award. I can't remember the name of the award. If you guys know it, please correct me. And if anybody else out there knows it, please let us know. But like she won an award that Millie Vanilli had won before her, before they were found out for not singing their songs. And she'd said in her acceptance speech, hopefully I can add something. I can't remember her exact words, but she said, hopefully I can add something to winning this award again or something along those lines because she clearly sings her own songs. And I feel that Jennifer Lopez deserves to have this ostracization, if that's the correct word, I'm saying that wrong. But she deserves to have this penalty put in place because she is she's as authentic as, like, going out for dinner at McDonald's or something. Like, she just deserves to have to repay everybody back the money that me, she got. I don't know me, how she hasn't she, been dragged. She's successful off the back of selena's death and black artists in the recording industry she profited off of a death of a a famous singer which made her famous then she went and just stole from every black artist that she could and claimed it as her own and she's never been held accountable i'm surprised that this in this day and age with the cancel culture that we have right now that she is not getting fucking dragged by her fucking extension yeah like why is this not happening when are we gonna have our cancel moment for jennifer lopez fuck she deserves it because Obviously, everything we just said. She she's done nothing. Nothing is authentic from her. Nothing. I can't even think of anything. Even her acting, like she appears in the most shittiest movies, which I I think I've watched a quarter of like one. I think it's Manhattan something. I can't remember now. She's a maid or something, and she marries some millionaire. It's like it's, it's basically called, it's called Made in Manhattan. That then it it's it's basically Pretty Woman. It's just I and her music. I, I don't. We could go around in circles this all day, but I, I, just, I could go on for days about Jennifer Lopez and how fucking shady she is. And it's not even. All... And I just need to say this for the podcast: it's not even that we're fans of Mariah and she did Mariah dirty. She is just grimy. Like she literally, it's off the backs of several She's black a disgusting artists. human being. Like the Mariah's just Mariah's just one person out of yeah. So many. many that she's fucked over. Many, many, many. And there's nothing to it. It's not even like, like, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, 
People have said about Beyonce ripping off sounds and stuff. People have said it about Mariah with Standing O. They ripped off, she ripped off a was it um, a Japanese band or something? I mean, no one cares about Standing O. But you know, there's certain things in place with certain artists, even Ed Sheeran, for God's sake. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But like, people have a certain authenticity to them with their music and stuff. They have a certain amount of good songs, you know. And Mariah Carey is an artist who has a ridiculous amount of time where she's released songs of a ridiculous quality and they've become huge. And you cannot deny that she is all over that song, whether it's writing, doing the lead, doing the background vocals, obviously the ad-libs, but she's all over that song. And there's so many other artists that aren't as involved as she is and invested in their own product as what she is. They're just ripping off from other people and they put it out there as if it's all about them because they are the brand. Mariah Carey is completely different to just the brand of Mariah Carey. Um, do I make sense of what I'm saying? Yeah, you make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. She's a singer, songwriter, recording artist. And she's completely um, her, immersed her thing, in all of that. Her thing is something different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something something different. And I just, <laughs> and it bothers me so much. And we're gonna, we're probably gonna go in a different lane right now. When I say, but I feel like we're going in this lane anyway. Like Mariah Carey is one of these people that's so huge, but then people are so willing to just ignore certain parts of her successes. Not the yeah, but ones, and then people have their blinders on with Jennifer Lopez, and they don't see anything that well, she does because, wrong. She's because in-, in real life. People who walk on other people's backs get more successful. And our bitch takes the high ground. And that's the reason why. You know that J-Lo is big because she'll do anything. She'll go on movies with Cardi B and be a stripper in the movie. She'll, like, I, I know that's, like, that's more empowered now. But like she'll do whatever. She'll come out with the skincare line. She'll do anything, put her name on whatever. And I know Mariah does that sometimes and we shade her for it. But I feel like Mariah goes in the studio, writes the song, makes the music. This girl is, she has time to do other things to get her name out there more. Yeah. Because like, what is she really doing? She ain't got no McDonald's meal. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, what does she do? Like, but she's on that she level. Doing? Like it should have been that should have been given to her and not Mariah, really. Like, I mean, I don't what does she? What does she really do? Like, have you guys? She has that movie, Marry Me, I've but like to me, that looked either. a mess. The trailer looked messy as hell. I don't pay her no attention. I just go on her social medias and troll her and educate people that she is stolen from everybody in the recording industry. I just make it clear on all of her posts because I'm a petty fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. I only know that movie that she was in. I've no. I think I've seen it. If I did, it was a long time ago, and it was the one with George Clooney. But I haven't seen anything. I watched that Manhattan thing a quarter of. And I switched it off, but I can't. I think I've, I think I've only seen like Anaconda and Selena. Of course, yeah, she did all that as well. I've not heard. Of yeah, Anaconda. she was in Anaconda. Yeah, her of thing course, is something different. Selena. So I don't know why we're talking about her even. So yeah, we're giving her too much attention. Yeah. We'll keep yeah. her in our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> exactly. So my heart to forgive. Okay, I am forgiving J Lo though. No, I don't. I don't know her. I do agree, though. Regarding of all the hate, and I don't want to like be a complete bitch about it or whatever. Like, obviously, she's done some level of something. I don't know what that is, but like, 
She should have that. <laughs> she should have that in her bank account and not for everything. You know, there needs to be something where it's like, actually, you know, this needs to be shared out. Look at what happened with Blurred Lines, for example, with Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams. Like, Marvin Gaye's, was it her his granddaughter or something? Like, they, she sued them because she had the access to his estate. So she sued them for $8 million for that song. Like, come on, like, where are these people at? Like, get, I know they've got their money from the Yeah, song. I don't know how she hasn't been sued the fuck out of like where is that and then those also artists she stole, probably she stole from usher those artists yes. probably didn't those artists probably didn't know any better because they were all really young they yeah. probably signed over their lives so they probably i'm sure that they would have done something by now seeing True. how successful that jennifer lopez has been but they probably signed some shady ass record contract and right. they just have no say in it well, I hope there's something in that contract that allows Ashante to perform those songs and especially Christina Milian to perform hers and whoever else was involved that has written and participated in the majority of that song so that they but can then go how, perform how much those bigger songs do you think, live. How much bigger do you think these other Black artists could have been? Like, I, it just really makes me irritated. It just really bothers me. I know Ashanti's career was affected by J-Lo for sure. Yeah, it was stolen. Ashanti yeah. and Christina Milian wrote most of the bangers of those late 90s, early 2000s that were sung by other artists. Exactly. And where are they at now? Like, performing where? New Year's Eve, yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a shame. Because they did have some good albums. And I, to be fair, like, I've not heard many of that female entertainer's songs. I don't. I don't think I own any of her albums. But it's just like you wouldn't hear her voice on it anyway. But I've heard a few of her songs, and I know I've heard a few album tracks. I'd be like, "Who's this?" And they'd be like, "Oh, it's you know, it's her." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." And you think, "Okay, it's nice," but I'm not going to invest in it because I know what's behind it. All right. Yeah. I don't know yeah. her or her song. Who? Who? Yeah. yeah. Who? Okay. So. <laughs> Feed the Obsessed Podcast. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And give us a five-star rating. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter. If you're listening to the episode, take a screen cap, tag us in it, and we'll share it on our story. Yes. yes. Okay, guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, bye. No?